0: welcome to another bonus podcast Um, my name is crystal taves i'm the pastor of women here at northview community church and i'm joined by thalia good morning and by two guests this morning we have jonathan Giesbricht. hi and Johnny Markin. Hello, Jonathan. You have to say some of your other voices that you were just trying out. <laughs> Hello.
1: <laughs> good, to he- good to see you guys today. <laughs> and Johnny,
2: we just heard you your British voices, accent a, a few days ago. <laughs> well, I don't presume very much anymore. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> now we just have to talk like that the whole time. <laughs> Alright, let's try it. Then. Oh boy,
3: this is gonna be a long one. <laughs> At
0: our staff meeting on Tuesday, um, Brian <laughs> Schmulen had put together a clip of Johnny's first service at Northview, and it was quite funny. Many I, moons I, ago.
2: Yeah. <sighs> it was <sighs> your
0: candidacy weekend. My candidacy
2: weekend in January of 2000.
0: Yeah. Wow. And watching Johnny on stage was kind of funny to see him, whatever that was, how many years ago? Did you uh, say 2000? 17, 17 years.
2: change, yeah. Yeah.
0: And then the picture of his CD that was shown with his long flowing <laughs> black locks.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> My favorite part was the, the baggy khakis and the, oh, the yeah. big, big pink dress shirt or I something. I knew how like to bring it in
2: Y2K, Johnny.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then all the people on the stage behind you that were oh, part man. of the team, like they just yeah. were like the, in the... I didn't think we were that unstylish. <laughs> yeah. uh, we
2: early. didn't think we were. All Still of us are. Are. Yeah. <laughs> we will look back in ten years.
3: Yeah. I, look, I look back to last week and I'm like, hey, <laughs> look in the mirror every morning.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we wanted to bring Johnny and Jonathan here to talk about worship at Northview. We're trying on our bonus podcast to have different segments throughout the month. And one of it is introducing people to uh, from our staff to the rest of you listeners and talking about how we do things here, why we do things at the church. Um, I know when people come and I interview them after their membership classes that they take here at Northview. I ask them what one of their favorite class or what some of their favorite memories or classes are. And a lot of them say this worship the class that you do, Johnny, because oh, cool. it gives them an insight into how the services are planned and what thought goes into, you know, our, our Sunday mornings. People think, oh, it's just kind of thrown together maybe if they haven't been part of that. And hearing just the thought and deliberation that goes into it is really beneficial for them and helps them give appropriate feedback, which we're going to talk about later <laughs> at the end. <laughs> so first of all, we wanted you guys to introduce yourselves a bit for people who might not know you. Just say... Um, what you do kind of outside your work hours, and then maybe what brought you here originally to Northview. So who wants to start? Johnny?
2: Okay. Yeah. I've been at Northview since January of 2000. Well, actually, I, <laughs> I actually started June of 2000, my official start date. And uh, before that, my wife and I were 12 years in the United Kingdom as missionaries across Europe and stuff, doing uh, evangelism through music and a lot of worship leading and uh, conferences and recording and stuff. Um, before that, grew up in the Lower Mainland, did my Bachelor of Arts at Simon Fraser in Psychology and History, mm-hmm. and uh, played in Christian music after I was converted in my teens. Before yeah. that, played in rock bands through my high school years.
0: Mm. So did you see yourself as a worship pastor when you were going through university? There wasn't quite
2: such a thing as a worship pastor. Okay. No, there were music directors and stuff. And so we served in church when I was at university, you know, playing on worship teams and playing for the choir. Yeah. As you did. Yeah. So those are are the things that you did. And there was Mm -hmm. always, you know, you you were a song leader. Yes. You weren't a worship leader. No.
0: Ah, interesting. Yeah. So what brought you to Northview?
2: Um... Uh, an email from the executive pastor named Randy Yance. But well, ultimately, it's the Lord calling you. And yeah. uh, uh, when he directs your path and you, you follow through the open doors, uh, it, you follow and you trust that it's the right way to go. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, a very exciting time at Northview over the last 17 years. We've seen peaks, we've seen valleys, mm-hmm. yeah. and in all of this, we've seen people grow in Christ. Yeah. And uh, regardless of how many people might attend your church, if people are growing in Christ, in their faith and in their witness to the community because of that, I think then we can say that's a good time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Tell us a For little sure. bit about your family, Johnny.
2: I'm married to Darlene. It's our 30th anniversary in about wow. two weeks. Oh.
1: Wow, congratulations. Yeah, very exciting
2: time. Uh, Last night, we were actually doing questionnaires for our daughter, Jennifer, who uh, is getting married in May. And so we had to do the parental questionnaires for the couple that are doing their marital counseling over in uh, Illinois, where they're going to be getting married. She's at school in Grand Rapids, Michigan, with her fiance at Cornerstone University. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's that's part of the family. And Daniel, who actually is on staff as our pastoral intern, one of our pastoral interns on the Immerse program, uh, he... Uh, went to North Park University in Chicago. So we've gotten used to this whole distance kids thing and uh, we're getting to grips with all the Daniels back with us now. Very exciting. They come and they go. Yeah. So it's good. And as
1: part of the pastoral intern program, he's doing his master's degree here. He
2: is, yeah, Master of Divinity.
0: Yeah. And he preached his first sermon on Sunday night, right?
1: Like his first?
2: Actually, no. He's he's been doing it a few times at the Sunday night services. So he'd actually had a run of two in a row.
1: Okay. There's mom
2: and dad out there. Woo! Cheering on the boy. Cheering him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he preaches
1: a lot at young adults. Yeah. He he does,
2: as a matter of fact, too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were proud of him last year. He got to be the Spiritual Emphasis Week uh, speaker for MEI. Okay. That was very cool for him to do.
0: Yeah, especially since you went to Moit. <laughs> <He wasn't laughs> yeah,
3: we didn't remember that part. You would be yeah. scarred by it from going through it. <laughs> no, it was good. I'm an MEI student, so you, I can I can say that. Can just, Still, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, no. I hope not.
0: You hope you have your grad diploma.
3: Oh, I actually. did, I did pass some classes by the skin of my teeth. So thanks, Graham Nickel. <laughs>
0: So tell us about yourself, Jonathan, what do you do outside sure. of work hours and what brought you here?
3: Sure. Well, I, I guess it's probably a prerequisite to being a worship pastor. Your name has to be Jonathan or Johnny yeah. or John, Too and right. you have to have a, a boy and a girl. So mm-hmm. I do as well, <laughs> uh, except my kids are not in university. No. <laughs> They're not even in preschool. So no, I've, uh, I, I'm married to uh, Brianna. We've been married for six years. Yes, six go. years. Whoa, had we'll to do some quick right. math. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a, a boy and a girl. Our boy is Eli. He's two and a half. And he acts like he's two and a half. He should. Oh, he does.
0: <laughs> and he loves Thalia.
3: He loves Miss Thalia. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So normally my family goes Saturday night whenever the kids are cooperating. And uh, obviously Thalia is there most of the time emceeing and being a host and venue pastor. And so Eli loves Miss Thalia. I
1: keep hoping so. he'll come on stage one time. Well, we he together. tried once. He I tried once.
3: Bree Brie caught him at the stairs. So <laughs> that would have been really funny.
1: Yeah. It would um, been great.
3: Yeah, so we have him, and then uh, we have a little girl. She just turned six months yesterday, when wow. her name is Maisie. So she's a sweetie. That's great. Oh, she's a cutie.
1: So how did you get to Northview? That's
3: a good question. Uh, so when my wife and I got married in 2011, uh, summer of 2011. She's from Ontario, actually. Uh, so when she moved out here, she was attending um, Act Seminary. And when she moved out here, uh, we got engaged. Uh, and then when we got married, we kind of felt like it was a good idea to start – fresh a little bit. I'd been at my church that i have been at for a, a long time. And, and we kind of felt the need to, you know, start as a, rather than John and his wife, start as John and yeah. Brie. So um, yeah, we were church shopping. Yes. Uh, and one of the things that drew us to to Northview is actually Center Court. Hmm. Okay. We loved the community there. Yeah. Uh, we were good friends with, uh, with Greg and Sarah, Pastor Greg mm-hmm. and, and his wife, Sarah. At the time and they were in center court and uh i liked it because it wasn't so big yeah i'm I'm from a smaller church and a north view is always like oh but it's so big and you don't get to know people and ah." And of course now i now i'm in the worship center all the time the biggest room in the house Yeah. yeah i know it's odd how it turned out that way but no it was center court it was the small smallness of that and and yeah just teaching was awesome the worship was inspiring and yeah so that's when we started coming. We start just were attending. And I was at CBC at the time. Uh, and CBC requirements th- are that you do a, an internship if you're going to do your four-year um, degree. And I was doing mine in biblical studies with a worship arts focus. Uh, so I asked and I, I asked around, I was like, so what kind of internship do I do? And they said, well, you should probably do one in, around worship. And Northview's internship was, like, advertised that next weekend in their service. Wow. yeah. Boom. So I was like, I probably should drop off an application seeing as how we go here now. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. And... Somehow, Johnny made the big mistake about
0: (laughs) signing me on, so... (laughs) And he's kept you, so he keeps making mistakes Uh, all the time. (laughs) He just
3: keeps making mistakes, so, no, it's, uh, yeah, no, uh, much like Johnny said, it's kind of, uh, it wasn't one specific thing that resulted in me being here, it was just a number of open doors, and Mm -hmm. we kept walking through, and now I'm sitting around this table podcasting. I know. So... The heights we can. The heights we ascend. To. To. <laughs> the bonus podcast invited uh, you on. Yeah, You're I've made like, it you made it Which now. Which is an yeah. honor, by the way. We're right <laughs> we <are. laughs> honored to be here. Yes, truly. <laughs> yeah, but that's what keeps me busy most of the time. So,
0: it's yeah. yeah. good. So, we want to throw you some questions and have you answer them. Why is it important that we worship together in church? What is the, why is your job a valid job for us (laughs) as as a church
2: community Uh, to lead us in worship? One of the things that we tend to do is we look at all kinds of life aspects through our individualistic viewpoints. Uh, And the church has suffered from that a great deal too. So Mm -hmm. individualism has crept into the way we view our faith. Um, We would, if we were in a different tradition of faith, we might think that we had to go to church uh, because our salvation depends on it, or there might be some, Some reason we have to attend. Uh, Evangelicals or Protestants in general don't believe that, uh, but we look at what are the benefits, Benefits, if you will. mm -hmm. But even that is uh, an individualistic viewpoint yeah. because we would look at what am I getting out of going to church? Well, I see, I don't like my church. I don't like the people at my church yeah. and I don't like the music and I don't like the smell of coffee in the forest. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. just going to take my iPod, uh, they still make those, yeah. I'm going to take <laughs> my uh, my phone <laughs> yeah. into the forest and walk on the trails and, yes. and just be with God on my own and listen to my favorite sermon podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, me and God are good. Yes. Yeah. The, the point is we're born into a family mm-hmm. when we come to Christ. The Holy Spirit baptizes us into the family of Christ. And just like the Old Testament calls it a people and the New Testament calls us a people, we are a people. And so people should be together. Yes. And the reason we're together is that God actually calls us as a kingdom of priests as well. He uses that, that language in the book of Revelation, that yeah, language and, and in other Peter, areas. Yeah. First Peter as well, yeah. uh, 2, 8 and 9. Yeah. And so we, we have this role that we're to play in the body of Christ. Roman Romans 12, the list of gifts that he mm-hmm. gives us to encourage the body. We can't fulfill any of the one another commands in the mm-hmm. new Testament. If we're walking in the forest on our own, yeah. we must come to help disciple our brothers and sisters. Yeah. It's not just about us being discipled. It's a, it's a, a two way street that goes on the first priority for coming together is to worship God, our Savior, to give him praise and glory for the work that he's done, for who he is and what he's done. Yeah. those That's the preeminent thing. But the byproduct, and Greg said this well in his sermon on worship in the summer, is that we edify, we build the body of Christ. We are a, a temple that is being built uh, where the presence of God dwells by his spirit. And, and that cornerstone is Christ. And so when we come together, we become the visible temple. Yeah. We become the visible body of Christ. Otherwise, when we scatter, we're the invisible body of Christ. So there's a great testimony as well to the community around us when the body of Christ comes together. Mm-hmm. And so we should feel it both an honor, duty, and a privilege, and a joy that we get to be part of that visible body when we come together on the appointed time. Mm-hmm. And Hebrews says, yeah. don't forsake the gathering together. I say,
3: Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10 is, like, is a, yeah. is a it's a command language. Do yeah. not neglect the body. Do not neglect the gathering. Yeah. yeah. Always gather together so that you can do the together things. The spurring one another yeah. on in love and good There's deeds. There's so many commandments right. that have to do with um, relating to one another, being the body together. Uh, a finger is not a body. Yeah. It's a part of a body, um, and it's an important part of the body, but it's not the body, and you can't be the body on your own. Um, and we are called the body. We, you're, the, Yeah. The church is the gathering. No one yeah. person is the church on their own. So, yeah. yeah.
0: I well, think yeah. even for our own sanctification process of being more, totally. made more holy, I know I
3: can be a great Christian when I'm all by
0: myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But put me in a room with people who yeah. push my buttons and make mm-hmm. me accommodate to them. And like it yeah. brings out my own sinful nature. And yeah. so, even that is a good yeah. process for us to walk through that we have to walk through life with other people, or else we're not actually going to become the people that God wants us to be.
2: Mm-hmm. Amen. So Preach two, it.
1: Preach it. Yeah. The two of you were talking about coming together to worship together. What are the different ways that we worship together in church?
2: we could talk about the various acts of worship, right? And Northview uses a very soft liturgy, but every church has a, litur- has a liturgy. And a liturgy just talks about the work that the people do together when they're together. I mean, uh, prayer is an act of worship. Mm-hmm. We pray together. When we uh, read scripture together, when we're listening to sermons together, when the sermon is being preached, yeah, there's a two-way thing that's going on. There's a duty in both of those things. Uh, when we are fellowshipping, there were, there were four things that the early church did in Acts 2.42. They're often referred to as the four pillars of the New Testament, but they gathered regularly to pray, break bread, fellowship, and to uh, be in community, koinonia, as they call it. And those four things take place. When those things happen, when we gather, we're kind of fulfilling the mandate of the church, but there's a whole lot of other things that the New Testament does talk about, the things that we should do. For instance, uh, you build one another up Mm -hmm. uh, in Ephesians 5.19 by singing together Songs, so like hymns, and hymns, and hymns, and spiritual, spiritual songs. songs. Yeah. So singing is actually a very important part of what we do when we gather to worship.
0: Yeah, I think wow. it's important to realize it's not the only thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. no. people yeah. hear worship and they think, oh, that's just the singing part. Yeah. But it is everything that we're doing as a community, yeah. Uh-huh. right? yeah. 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 So why specifically singing? Why is singing specifically
2: important? We actually spent about a month on this with our worship teams in September. And uh, it, historically, there's a long legacy of the church singing together. Biblically, Jesus, the disciples, other the various places in the New Testament, you see people singing as part of their discipleship and of their worship together. And Paul says it twice. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs is what we do when we're together. Um, but there's a bunch of byproducts that come out. I mean if you want to say what's the purpose of singing, there's there's so many. Number one, it's a symbol of our oneness, our unity, mm-hmm. because we're doing something all at, at the same, same time, time. Yeah. in meter and in time, and mm-hmm. we're able to do that. Uh, it's a symbol of something we do together. I mean, like clapping your hands. I know yeah. some people, you know, think it's too, I don't know, I'm too charismaniac if I do that, but <laughs> in, in, no, it's sometimes we just want our bodies to match what's going on yeah. in our hearts and in our spirits. And so yeah. when we do something and clap all at the same time on a beat, we're actually symbolizing unity. Yeah. So there, there's, there's symbolic gestures that go on yeah. in, in that. So you've got that. You've got the aspect of the aesthetic of singing and of music in general. James K. Smith refers to that as the mark of our humanness, the fact that we're made in God's image hmm. to enjoy art. It's really a, quite a miracle, so it's a testimony. You've got, the song releases our ability to emote as well. So in other words, it's, it's good for celebration. Mm-hmm. I mean, they wrote songs in the Bible. Moses and Miriam wrote yeah. the song about the horse and rider falling into the sea. Uh, you've got the song of Mary after she is told she's gonna carry Christ and she sings a song of praise. So then you've got songs of lament. David writes these, the Psalmists write these. Where are you God in the midst of my darkness? And in general, a sense of emoting. Yeah. But song, and if you look at some certain Psalms, they recount the story of God. And it's a way of remembering. Mm-hmm. I mean. It, telling story when it's put in song it seems to track better with the way we yeah. remember a story yeah that's why country artists make so much mm-hmm.
0: money right? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> well that's it's why song- like the day camp songs yeah. and like yeah. those are some of the lo- lasting legacies of the day yeah. camp right because mm-hmm. people remembering the theological truths you that are put to music yeah
2: and that's yeah. actually one of the things that Martin Luther did a lot of work on and uh, Wesley and some of the others Isaac Watts they wanted the theology in song because it was a way of small packets to mm-hmm. remember the very important things so let's mm-hmm. take that theology and place it in a rhyme in a meter that's memorable, yeah, and suddenly yeah. you're teaching people with your songs. We're yeah. often
1: surprised at how much scripture we know simply because we've been We're singing, singing it for so long, and then you'll say, Read it, something, and you're like, Hey, that's scripture, mm-hmm. and you can sing it automatically, mm-hmm.
3: right? Yeah, no, I, I think you put it well, like, um. It's singing is something we can all do together. It's a symbol of our unity. There's other things we can do together and there's other things we do together. Uh, Celebrating communion is something we can do together. Mm -hmm. Um, Reading scripture together is something we can do together. But I find that music has this really unique way of connecting both our cerebral our brains and our cognitive understanding mm-hmm. but also our emotions in a, in a unique way that nothing else really yeah, well does said. Well said. uh and it, it, it can incorporate people who have you know inabilities to do some things. If you can't read, you can still be involved in music. Yeah. You can clap, you can dance, you can memorize the words because yeah. you hear it, you hear it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, even if you have physical ailments and you can't clap, you can, you can sing or you can, you, do you know what I mean? There's yeah. ways you can be involved mm-hmm. in music in ways other than simply saying the words. Fasc- but
2: yeah. Go ahead. It's fascinating that uh, the brain uses a different, Location to sing than it does to talk Exactly. Yeah. and hmm. it's there have been classic cases like Mel Tillis the country singer who had a real st- 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 stutter yeah. but every time he sang there was it's not gone. a hint of it yeah ah. it's super so interesting yeah. nobody
3: knew that he had a stutter
1: Crystal they have nothing to say on this topic no <laughs> 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 keep going
3: Jada <laughs> keep going no uh, the other thing I was going to say is uh, is my favorite passage on why we should sing actually comes from an obscure spot it's Deuteronomy 32 God basically does all these things for Israel. He draws them all out of Egypt. He brings them all the, to the promised land and Moses is on his deathbed and God commands him to do one more thing before he dies. He said, "I need you to write a song." Mm, huh. So he tells Moses to write a song because it will serve as a witness mm. to Israel later on. It will it will be evidence. It will be evidence of all the things that I've, I've done, done and they will forget. Yeah. But they'll remember this song. Yeah. And when they forget and when they walk away from me and when they sin, They're going to look at this song and be like, oh, I forgot about that. God was faithful. And songs serve as this very, very unique way of of reminding us us of what God has done in the past and drawing that back. Like when I sing a song, when I hear a song, like, um, I don't know. Uh, I, one of the songs I'm teaching my Eli is the B I B L E. Oh, yeah. It brings me back to my childhood, and it yeah. brings me back to like, but or camp like, or whatever. yeah. There's specific yeah. songs from like camp or youth where it, yeah. like, it, for he oh, is yeah, not that one. But <laughs> but there's songs that bring me back to like different events in my life where God was so faithful, mm-hmm. and I don't know how it does it, but I hear the melody, and all the lyrics mm-hmm. are there, and the memory of mm-hmm. what God did is there. And it's, it serves as a witness to me yeah. of what mm-hmm. of how God is faithful. Yeah. And it does it in a way that I don't know of. If there is another thing that does it like song, I'd love to know about it because yeah. we yeah. should be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> because song, it, I don't know of anything else that does it quite like music. And that is, those are the reasons why I think we, we cannot neglect music. Right. It's not even a personal, I mean, I like music, so I'm... I'm I am somewhat biased, but I think beyond my bias, I think that music is a critical part of the gathering. Yeah.
0: yeah. It yeah. Is. For me, I know too, um, it's a critical part for me getting my eyes off myself and onto yes. God, right? It also, totally. it always helps me shift my focus. Yeah. Because you can come in thinking about all your problems and then you get into an attitude of worship and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I can put this in perspective. Yeah.
2: yeah. Perspective. Good yeah. word. Yeah. Good so, word. there's an interesting, if I can do a sidebar here, yeah. we're, we're talking about songs and music. And one of the things that always comes up is, I like that song, I don't like that song. People's preferences become a really important part Mm -hmm. of music, such that even churches decide they wanna be a style of church Mm -hmm. based on the music that they play. Uh, One of the things that we like to talk about at our uh, course, what do you call the uh, membership course? Is that there's three components, important components of a church service. One might be the style in which it por- in portrayed, you know, that could be the kind of manner of the MC or the preacher, what clothing do they wear, what, what language is it are colloquial they are or, speak, or is yeah. it formal, yeah. all those things. But there's also the structure of a service, but more than that, the content right. that goes on in the service. So the content of the song is what Jonathan is addressing here, because songs can create emotions yeah. in us, and those emotions can, can direct our opinion as to whether or not we thought worship was good that day. Right but based on what we feel yeah, rather than what our worship was designed to do for God as a people, did it bring him praise? Did it magnify Christ or did it, did we just choose songs that made me feel a warm fuzzy or a hootenanny? You yeah. Know, yeah. Do you, do like, like is it word? true? Is it true? I mean, yeah. do we have the true object of worship going yeah. on and have yeah. we done these things for the right purpose? And, yeah. and so we want to make sure that we get the content right. And that's if the content is, witnessed to by the Holy Spirit, oftentimes the byproduct is that we will have some kind of emotional response to this, but that's not our goal in worship is to make people feel a certain way. So when we stop and we go, Oh, I don't like that. Oh boy. I wish they would, you know, my plea to people is we need to try and walk in maturity and yeah. faith. Uh, music styles will always change and we can't lock them in a particular time and place, yeah. even though that's how God may have spoken to us or connected with mm-hmm. us in a particular time. But uh, even though 80s music has come back again, Jonathan,
3: <laughs> I don't understand. I've always loved 80s music. <laughs>
2: but you see, we've got a we're an intergenerational family. Yeah. And it, it's expressed in a variety of kind of styles and cultures and backgrounds. And we have to learn how to defer to one another. Mm-hmm. And if a younger believer is not that is strong in their faith, and a particular style of music is helping them to. You know, recount the faith and and recall the faith well, Mm -hmm. because the packaging of those lyrics, I want to lean into that because I've been a Christian quite a number of years. I'm not about to walk away because I don't like the particular rhythm of a song or that the backing vocals were singing a fifth and not a third above the harmony. (laughs) Okay. So it's not going to be about the preferences. and, And in fact, Charles Swindoll goes so far as to say when churches get into worship wars over the style of their church, they're actually worshiping at the idol of... Do, of self idolatry, yeah, going uh, back to individualism, worship of self, yeah, it's and back to individualism. So, can love. we think of our brothers and sisters? So, how we how we build one another up yeah. with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs? Mm-hmm.
0: So, your um, main caveat would, in that would be: you're not going to throw any song up on the screen. You're going to no. you're going to m- mostly test it for lyrics right? Like in terms of its ch- theological truthfulness, and then yeah. it's playability, but that's one of the key criteria that you would use when you yeah, decide we, what you sing. Yeah,
3: yeah. We, we kind of have a, uh, a grid we work with. It's I don't know, I think it's written down somewhere, but the, basically <laughs> the idea of our grid is, yeah, first first and foremost is what we're saying true. Yeah. Because if it's not true, I don't care how good it sounds. Mm-hmm. It's, we're wasting our time. Yeah. Right? So. Or you're leading people astray. Or, yeah, yeah, or worse, yeah. leading people mm-hmm. astray. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, first and foremost, is it true? Yeah, we have other things like how how singable is it will people Mm -hmm. be able to learn it because if it is so complicated that people will like over and over we could sing and people still won't be able to figure it out that might hinder its effectiveness Mm -hmm. at you know in terms of like bringing us back to recounting the story if we can't sing it it's hard to connect with it right yeah so there's a level of like singability also yeah aesthetic you mentioned this before Uh, when we create when we're making music we're 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 there's a part of the image of god coming out in us our creative side that god has put in us that he has right god created all things and we have that same creativity so like is is the music creative is it aesthetically appealing yeah. that's not our our first and foremost priority but no. but if there's two songs and one of them is beautiful and and poetic and the other one is kind of just meh i'm probably going to go with with the more poetic one just because it's a reflection of of that creative spark in us that, you know what I mean? Yeah. What do we do when so we
2: have a beautiful aesthetic in a song that has questionable lines
3: yeah,
1: in it? Yeah, that's a good question.
3: Generally, I don't sing it. <laughs> but Yeah, your priority I, is the content, which is, right? Which yeah. is tough because yeah. I, I know there's a lot of, so I've had a lot of people come out to me like, this is a, a song that is just touched me emotionally. Why don't we sing it? Yeah. And my response is, well, did you read the line in verse two? Yeah. Like that is not... That's not okay. If people think that that's true, like that's not, yeah. I don't know. Should we start naming So I don't no. want to necessarily start <laughs> no, naming but songs. But we yeah.
2: have spent a lot of time as a commission of, of worship leaders, like each of the venues has a designated worship leader. And we, we spend a lot of time on the hymnody, if I can use that word, mm-hmm. yeah. what songs we're going to sing. And we will look, and sometimes you just... You might miss a line, but your colleague says, What do you think of that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, I never actually saw it that closely. So there's there's a, a benefit in having a, a community of people trying to work through this.
1: Yeah. You mentioned, so that, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, you mentioned venues. Yeah, I was Maybe just we go should go the same that direction. Thalia and I, like, we're <laughs> such a podcast team here. Yeah. We just we're think the team, same yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people listening might Aren't not the understand. Are you still person? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I always all thought all you were.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crystal <it's> failure. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Kalia or yeah. Thistle? Thri- thristle, thistle. <laughs> <laughs> thistle. Oh, no, okay, <laughs> let's talk about venues a little bit. People listening might not have any idea what do we mean by venues mm. and even add in some pieces of you know, how many staff, how many volunteers, what kind of worship teams do we have across the ages? Talk a little bit about sort of just the details and then let's go into the venue. Well, h-
2: historically, you need to remember that Northview went very early on, say even in the 90s, into a multi-service pattern of worship with having services at different times. Then they became multi-day when they went from Sunday to Saturday services as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in a sense, that creates what we call a different venue. There's a different group of people ha- uh, singing and worshiping. Uh, I guess singing as worshiping. Hey, I'm going to fall into my own trap here. Yeah. Uh, uh, at the same, or in different places, yeah. but in, you know, uh, okay, so. But the order you know of the what service I might mean, have been the same. So the, same songs, venue, oh, the same songs. Same songs. But
0: different congregations. Uh, yep. Some
2: years ago, in order to prevent having to build a massive auditorium. When the church began to grow again, we uh, thought, "Well, why don't we try a smaller venue?" And we had to meet in what was center court uh, while we were doing a renovation anyway. And people got used to the idea. You know, kind of like this smaller
3: feel of some of this. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we <you> did. <laughs> and I brought you here. That's right. So we, court we launched seats
1: about what three
3: fifty. Three hundred and fifty. Like, yeah, so. Okay. Normally, uh, that would feel very full. But, and our uh,
1: worship center is about 11, close to twelve hundred. Twelve hundred.
2: So very quickly, Center Court became a popular venue. And so now we, then we had to launch a second Center Court. So we were running uh, Saturday night, two Sunday mornings, and two Sunday morning in Center Court. And as the church continued to grow, we decided, hmm, we're going to have to push out walls or do another one. And we eventually uh, went into West Court. The youth center was redone to become West Court. At the same time, we have the partnership. We took over the campus in Mission. Mission. Yep. And so now we had to basically plant or replant a church and all of these different venues or campuses require people to either volunteer or be staffed onto in order to function, to prepare the services, to disciple people, to do the various work that is required. So the
0: sermon, especially at the for campus, the sermon is piped into the different rooms on on a video on the screen. But there's a live worship team in each room, yeah, and so those are all that's different correct, people. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And a live host. Uh, yeah. Doing MC. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, MC, bring like praying and announcements and whatever else. Not. So. Yeah. So you guys yeah. have had
0: to go from a worship department that plans one room, <laughs> to a worship department that plans basically Multiple five rooms. rooms every week. Yeah. Yeah.
1: True. And you added a worship venue leader for each different room. So talk about that a little bit and Uh, how much
2: diversity is allowed in each room. Well, leadership's um, sense of uh, what they wanted to do and and their belief was that continuity of worship leaders, uh, i.e. those who coordinate the songs and the readings and whatnot, is better when it's more consistency. Mm -hmm. Because for a time, we had everybody rotating (laughs) through every eight weeks, right? Eight
3: teams teams rotating through every venue. So you would have one leader in there once every two months or something like that. And the level of familiarity between congregation and leader was like yeah. so small. Yeah. Different leaders might lean into different songs based on their gifting and yeah. the range of the song
2: yeah. or the type of style of music that they're comfortable leading or playing and singing. Yeah. So uh, it was just a case of that people liked some variety but there was no continuity and we were, felt we were suffering a little bit. So they made the decision to put uh, people in charge of the particular venue so Jonathan became the worship center venue uh, leader. leader and so yeah. he leads there three times yeah. a month and then an alternate comes in uh, on v- once a month and uh, in West Court, that is Nathan Bosch, and then he has an alternate in there. He's the really big lioness. That's right. <laughs> Schroeder, Schroeder. 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 Schroeder
3: lioness. Although he would be funny with a blanket. i no, no, <laughs> no. just saying if he
2: would walk around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Schroeder, uh, that's right. Center Court is uh, uh, overseen by Todd Wickens, and in Mission, Frank Sawatsky is the venue worship mm-hmm. leader. Uh, and then uh, Sunday night, we yes, we have a Sunday night service too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is overseen uh, by a collection of uh, volunteers and uh, people students. who are getting a chance, immersed mm-hmm. students and whatnot. And we give a lot of developing leaders a chance to go and lead in that. Because yeah. truly, you can study all you want to about how to do ministry until you get a chance to do practicum. Yeah. You will not develop those skills into a real world se- setting, which is why we love our internships, why we love the Immerse program, mm-hmm. and why we love that developmental service.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you have team leading some of the other groups as well, like youth. And so tell us about yeah. what are those groups like?
3: So, yeah, we are not just weekends. No. Um, we also have teams uh, across the age spectrums, uh, especially down lower. We have, uh, we have a kids band. Yeah. So our kids band will serve usually once a month on weekends for our kids ministry. Right. So the grades, I think it's the grades three to fives. They meet in our room called lower court. Um, and they'll normally they'll just have like um, lyric videos, kind of playing, and they'll sing along to them. But once a month, we'll bring in a, a band, and it's stocked full of kids. Usually, that band is like twenty-five yeah. kids or something. Yeah, huge. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, uh, and their range is from grade uh, six till all the way up till grade eleven or twelve. Uh, and they'll lead worship for these kids and they love it because it's yeah. like, well, it's a real band? Whoa, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. Okay. And these are people we know. And, and, yeah. And yeah, they yeah, sing you know. kids songs and it's lots, lots of, fun. actually Johnny and Laura, uh, Laura Weens, uh, one of our pastors, they wrote most of the songs that the kids sing, which is wow. really cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we have that. And then our middle school ministry, Vertical Edge, they'll have a band in there like two or three times a month at their Tuesday night event. Yeah. So we have a middle school team. There's some youth and young adults on that team as well, but mostly middle school kids. Then we have like two high school teams that serve at high school ministry on Thursday nights. And then we have probably the equivalent of about two young adults teams that serve, maybe even more, that serve Friday nights at young adults. So... We have team and not, that doesn't even include people, things like women's ministry. We have no. some people who help out at women's yeah. ministry and yeah. lead their men's, uh, precepts, men's breakfast. Yeah. Men's break, we have people all over the place.
1: And the practices are ongoing all week. There's
3: like practices almost any night. Yeah, any I night have you have come to It's Tough to book a room yeah. in this church <laughs> yeah. on a meeting. Yeah. 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 So it's, it is a little bit crazy administratively. It's one of the reasons why we, we do have, you know, more than one person on staff. Our staff is made up of Johnny and myself. Uh, We have uh, an admin assistant. Her name is Kim Campbell. She's awesome. She's -hmm. been here probably 10 years. She's their 11th year, yeah. Uh, We have Andrew Geddert. He was hired on. He did an internship last year. He's been hired on. He's in charge of, primarily, he's in charge of uh, overseeing most of those kids and young adults teams. So he's leading young adults. He's involved with our kids in high school. And and then he's also helping out on weekends as well. You'll see him in the worship center often. And you'll also see him in other ones as well. Yeah. 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 He's the big, tall, big, tall, uh, not skinny, but... Skinnier than Nate, so you know, big tall guy. Tall, and go sideways. Lanky. tall and lanky, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and then uh, in, our our last person on staff is uh, is Natalia Broder. She's our intern this year, yeah. so she's the one who's actually doing most of the the groundwork with the kids, the youth bands, and yep. she'll be around doing some leading stuff mm-hmm. on women's ministry. Probably, we should talk about that. Okay, sounds and, good. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, other other opportunities as they come around. So. It's such year. a great,
0: I know whenever you guys have those interns, you kind of throw them into that band oh, camp week like yeah. before school starts oh, yeah. and they get like yeah. trial by
2: fire. Here yeah. we go. We've been running that for about 10 years though, too. Wow. And we do yeah. find that that really is a great chance for them to practice. That what you see between Monday and then Friday when they're ready of to that go. that band camp. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. sensational. Just the development that happens, the team dynamic that develops their confidence yeah. level and their sense. We, we'll, we'll do a devotional every morning for them. We'll take turns just sharing things about what it means to have a humble attitude and yeah, you know, Jonathan, and I still work on that one. A servant at heart, but you know, Like,
3: what what are the essentials of worship? You know, worship's for God, and yeah. Whatnot. So, but yeah, across across the whole spectrum, at probably ballpark, we probably have around two hundred and fifty people who would say they're part of worship teams. Yeah. At Northview, in some capacity, whether yeah. regular, whether our kids ministry, whether subbing in, across to all the way to mission. Um, so yeah, we've
1: and you have yeah. a wide variety of instruments and things yeah. like that. Places yeah. people and can ages plug in. as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep.
3: So it's great. it's pretty crazy. Yeah, two hundred and fifty people. That's like yeah. that's over twice as twice as big as the church I grew up in. <laughs>
0: Me
1: too. It's a little bit crazy.
3: <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Let's so talk a little bit about it, feedback. Sorry, Crystal. I, I was going to say, say it's just so fun to see people being able to have an opportunity to use their gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see that they really like they're committed to being part of these groups because they feel like they can c- contribute something and mm. they can be part of the body of Christ that way. And it's just really fun for us as MCs to Mm -hmm. be able to be kind of hanging out with them between services and hearing their joy at serving in that way. So
3: yeah,
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to end with too. So go there. Feedback. We need to hear about how can we give appropriate feedback if we have questions, concerns,
1: comments about worship in general or a particular song. Um, When you (laughs) send an email,
2: try not to avoid using all
1: caps. (laughs) (laughs) And anonymous isn't so awesome. Anonymous
3: is an awesome (laughs) thing too. No, that's a good question. I think, I mean, so I should first start by saying we are like, we are more than happy to address concerns. If there's something that we are singing that you're, especially something we're singing theologically that you're confused by, or you have questions about, we're more than happy to field Mm -hmm. those questions. And you can always email us and ask us or, or whatever. If you have any questions like that, I guess my, my primary Desire and feedback. Sometimes we'll get. Sometimes we won't get a lot of feedback. Other times we'll get a lot, and some of it will will feel pretty angry. My my primary, the two things I would love to see in in feedback. One is just a a gentle spirit. If something happens over a service that you didn't like, just remember that I'm I'm your brother. Yeah. but don't don't be mean. I mean, you can be mean if you want to, but I'm probably gonna get. Uh, you know, I don't want to. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Try not yeah, to be. understand. He's, he's, yeah, he's yeah. He's you get. An artist I'm a redhead too. I just, I'm. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is, uh, assume, assume we know what we're doing. Does and that make sense? And like you're
1: looking out for the good being of the about it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Like assume that we're not flippant, and and it may still feel like what we're doing is flippant. But like, give us the benefit of the doubt, and yeah. you can ask us like, hey, it kind of felt like you were being flippant here, but. I'm assuming you weren't. Could you explain yeah. or something like that? That's that's great. But it, asking questions but, is better than assuming. the Yeah. Worst. When yeah. when I get emails that are like, you know, next time you should care more about your church when you sing a song this way or whatever, I'm kind of like,
1: what I do
2: care about the church. I just it
3: digs a little bit. It's yeah. like.
2: Over the years, you come to realize you cannot please everybody in the room no. with every it's song choice that you impossible. make. It's physically impossible. And uh, this is, again, where we would ask people who attend our services to w- move into that aspect of their maturity and, and think about why we may have chosen that song. Yeah. And maybe the style is not w- exactly what you liked. And maybe you remember this song in a different way, and that's how it connected. But there's a whole generation of people who in the last five years don't know the original hymn on Christ the solid rock I stand, if I say those lyrics, they're gonna say, oh, that's Hillsong's Cornerstone. Mm -hmm. You know, and this happened in my class history. Uh, So, you know, we have to understand that even in the history of hymnology, uh, or in history of hymns, if you will, uh, people would change the melody of a hymn to suit the day Mm. and change it around. I mean, I remember leading a hymn when I first moved over to England, and I launched into it, and I thought, oh, everybody knows this one. And they, they mm-hmm. stood blank, staring at me. Oh. They knew the old English hymn melody, and I knew the North American yeah. melody, right, which melody. is 100 years newer.
1: And they're
3: like, you've just ruined <laughs> our oh,
1: <silly. off." laughs> hymn.
3: Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, like uh, I've, I, I hear often, like, why can't we do the old, the church songs? Why do we have to do these secular music things? Most of the hymns were written out of bar tunes. Yeah. Like, the melodies were songs they would sing in the pub, and they would put Christian music to them. That was... Like, and people of that time were like, how could you do that? How could you bring songs we sing in a bar into our church? Those are your hymns. Like, yeah. so, so I, I recoil a little bit at the, this, the, this idea that a genre of music is secular and a genre of music and is spiritual. sacred. Right. You know what I mean? There's no such thing. There's no... Uh, who... Is it Larry Norman? Mm-hmm. Why does the devil have all the good yeah. music? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no such thing as the devil's music. There's no such Which thing. Which was actually something that General William Booth was saying about the Salvation Army because they were
2: using <gasps> horns oh to play oh worship music. And yeah. they were using basically
3: what sounded like bar tunes. Right. Yeah. But there's no such thing. There's no... There. There's no such thing as secular music. Some of it will be very difficult to connect to. I would have a hard time connecting to heavy metal worship. Yeah. But that's not... Sinful worship. You grew up on Blink One Eighty Two. I did, well, I never really liked Blink One Eighty Two, <laughs> but I have listened to Blink One Eighty Two. Okay, yeah, there's never confession really time. Yeah. No, but that, that that's my yes. Yeah. I'm kind of going on a yeah, Well, <laughs> <That's okay>. kinda. <laughs> 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 I yeah. I, I I'm kind of tangenting uh, tangenting. Is that a, a word? Tangenting. I'm tangenting a little bit, but yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, coming all the way back around. Assume assume we mean well. Assume our hearts are in the right place. And if you do have questions. Feel free to email us. Like we're happy to engage with those questions. Mm-hmm.
0: And we do have um, other venues. Like if there's, if you find that you connect better with one worship leader, that's totally yeah. a fine thing, right? Like Nate often has more piano yeah. and a little bit yeah. different style. Yeah. There's just uh, a little we don't bit
2: construct different. the venues by style like no. some churches do. It, but the style that comes out of the venue is shaped just a little
3: bit by the, by the size person. of the room.
2: Yep. yep. And, and by the leaders' preference. By the leaders' mm. kind of
3: personality and and their yeah. musical mm-hmm. abilities. Right. Like stuff. Nate is incredibly jazzy. Mm-hmm. I could not pull off what he does, even if I wanted to. Um so my like how I lead generally will sound a little bit different and it's not mm-hmm. it's not like we're intentionally trying to be different no. from each other but it's a byproduct of us being different mm-hmm. people. people yeah. So if you yeah if you don't like The volume or the style of a specific room. Like, if you really don't like it and you cannot be a part of it, like, we have lots of other services that are very Mm -hmm. different from each other. And
2: we do get some people who actually physically in their later years have issues with volume or frequencies hearing aids and that. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, they could choose to worship in one of the other venues.
3: On that note, if you find that there's, um, like if the bass is super heavy or super hard to, to absorb and it's super loud, our rooms are not perfect. You could probably move your seat to a different yeah, spot and you'll find room. it to be a very different yeah. experience. Yes. So yeah. if you sit in the same seat over and over and over again and you're complaining that the bass is too loud, Try moving to a different seat. You yeah. may find that and not just it's one very over. No, no, like into no, a, like a different system. section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because we've had that where people have said like I, you know, it, it's so bassy all the time. And and I ask where they sit or I see where they sit, and they're right in front of the, like, one of the bass subs, like yeah. right in front of it. And I'm like, well, that's probably going to affect what you're yeah. hearing. And in a in a room as large so, as we have in the worship center, it has to be of a certain
2: level to fill the room yeah. Yeah. because of where the speakers yeah. are. So in, in some ways, yeah, you could sit further back. Uh, but sometimes you can just find a sweet spot in the room where mm-hmm. you can a hear the the music well, b see the screens yeah. well, c yeah. feel surrounded by people. I, I you know we come to worship together and everybody wants to sit off in the corner on their own. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to hear everybody around me singing yeah. the praises. It yeah. causes me to want to sing more. So mm-hmm. when the building is more full, people will tend to want to sing yeah. out. One of the things you'll you'll notice in the worship center is when we have lesser attendance, we actually put in those covers on the wings. That's so that we can be more of a community. Yeah. And that we can encourage one another mm-hmm. yeah. with yeah. our hy- psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Yeah.
0: yeah. So to that end, why don't you pray? How about that, Johnny? You want to, do you mind closing our podcast in prayer? Not at all. That we would, we would be in a, a congregation that worships together and, and encourages one another? Yeah. Okay.
2: Our Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that through Christ we can come to your presence in these moments and as a people together. And by your Holy Spirit, you, you can enrich our relationship with you in that covenant love that you have pr- that given to us, that you have offered to us, we can come and we can and respond to you in hearts and songs and words and actions of worship and of praise to you. So with hearts of thanksgiving, we ask that you would make us a worshiping people, people who would gather well and honor Christ and, the, and to praise the triune God and people that would scatter well and live our worship uh, for one another and for the glory of God. So help us, and and I, and I do pray for Crystal and Thalia and their ministries. Pray that you would continue to help them, by God's grace, to build disciples in this church. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives, and we ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: Amen.